Welcome to the Legal Pad Podcast, a show designed to educate small businesses and startups on how legal services and strategy can help optimize their business. Join Brian Brashears and Sean Miller as they discuss the most pressing legal issues in today's business climate. Hello and welcome. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Legal Pad Podcast. This is your host, Brian Brashears. Licensed Texas attorney and managing member of the law firm formerly known as Brashears Miller. Currently, Brashears Miller is undergoing some changes, including those changes will be a change in the name, among other things. So stay tuned because really there's going to be a lot of cool and exciting things that will be announced in the coming weeks. So thanks for tuning in. It's May 4th. So happy Star Wars Day to you. I hope it's a good one. There's a lot of cool things out there. For Star Wars, everything from the movies to the uh, the Mandalorian and all that, <laughs> all that stuff. But that's another podcast um, episode altogether. Today we're going to talk about something I think just as exciting, but unfortunately not related to Star Wars. So today there was a release from the SEC where they issued a, an award for a whistleblower. Now, basically, a whistleblower is someone who makes an announcement or disclosure. And or report in many cases to the SEC saying there's some wrongdoing going on. Usually this person has exposure to some sort of insider information or has access to some confidential communications, ac- actions, etc. And does and takes action by going to proper authorities and saying there's some there's some foul play afoot. And so the SEC gets involved in this case and they provide an award for the person coming forth and saying, hey, there's some <laughs> there's some foul play going on, and here you go. Good job. So in this case, uh, for today, they announced, they being the SEC, announced that they provided an award of nearly $2 million to a certain whistleblower whose information and assistance helped the agency bring a successful enforcement action and allowed investors to recover much of their money that was involved with some sort of securities offering. There's not a whole lot that's provided in the details where the investor was located, the company involved, or where the in, or really anything else. I mean, they're pretty short in this, um, this release. But there is a quote from Jane Nortberg, the chief of the SEC's Office of the Whistleblower, which is a pretty on-the-nose office of the SEC. That sounds like they didn't... <laughs> really put a whole lot of effort in uh, the creativity department, um, you know, regarding the name of the the office. But anyway, so Jane says the whistleblower's information and assistance helped the SEC stop an ongoing fraud in its tracks. Fantastic. That's my. That's what I think. I think it's fantastic. Good for them. That's what they're supposed to do, and they're doing it. Uh, Jane continues, the whistleblower's tip had a substantial impact on the investigation and aided the commission's ability to obtain an arrest, freeze, and prevent the disposition of investor funds. So that's pretty great. They received information that they needed, and they pretty much just took action. That's what you that's what you want, want to hear about from the SEC is that they get tips. They find out about these sort of this foul play and fraud. They really... They, I mean, that's what they're supposed to do. They're supposed to protect the integrity of the marketplace, promote fair play, 
and ensure that people aren't getting ripped off. I mean, at, at the core, I don't think that's in their mission statement, you know, verbatim, but I mean, that's what the SEC does. They try to protect investors from being taken advantage of, and it seems like in this case, they did that. Not only did they do that, they awarded the person that assisted in their efforts, which is very awesome. In addition to this information, the SEC also disclosed some additional cool insights. So they broke down that they have basically been awarding individuals sizable amounts since 2012 when that's when they initially started awarding whistleblowers basically and during since that time the sec has apparently awarded 450 million dollars 450 million u.s dollars and with those kind of numbers it would be fair to assume that there are countless and countless of individuals coming forward as whistleblowers but guess what my friends that's not the case Apparently, since the SEC began awarding whistleblowers in 2012, there have only been 82 individuals that have come forward with payable whistleblower claims. So, I guess when you do the average, I ran the numbers, the average payout is $5.49 million, which is a considerable amount of money. But I guess in the case of the person that was paid out today, they're kind of upset because they only got... A modest two million, but you know, good for them. Maybe they'll get another opportunity to bring forward another whistleblower claim. The thing is, like when it comes to paying out whistleblowers, the cool, cool thing is that all payments are made out of an investor protection fund, which was established by Congress, and this fund is financed entirely through monetary sanctions that are paid to the SEC by people who violate securities laws. Also. No money has been taken or withheld from harmed investors in order to pay whistleblower awards, which is great. Evidently, whistleblower awards can range from 10% to 30% of the money collected when the monetary sanctions exceed $1 million. So it's a pretty standard range of expectations of what a whistleblower can calculate as an expected return for their efforts in assisting the SEC. So, when it comes to being a whistleblower, you need to provide the SEC with original, timely, incredible information that ultimately leads to an enforcement action. And the enforcement action is pretty much just as important as the fraud or wrongful activity itself, because otherwise, there's no calculation of damages or payout to the whistleblower who assisted in this report. That's going to do it for this episode of the Legal Pad Podcast. Thanks for tuning in. Catch you next time. This episode of the Legal Pad Podcast is sponsored by Country Club Prep. Look, guys, we're in quarantine, but that doesn't mean you can't look your best. From office casual to chilling on the couch, Country Club Prep has you covered. Head over to countryclubprep.com and use offer code LEGALPAD20, that's LEGALPAD20, to save 20% on your next order. 
Legal Pad Podcast is intended for educational and entertainment purposes only, does not offer legal advice, and does not take the place of consultation with an attorney or other professional with appropriate expertise and experience. Quotations from cases, pleadings, discovery, and other sources are for illustrative purposes only and are not suitable for use in any litigation in any particular case. The Legal Pad Podcast and its affiliates disclaim any liability or responsibility for loss or damage resulting from the use of the content of its episodes, the information, ideas, or opinions presented.